what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you ready? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um, everybody's life. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com. And this is a bonus episode for Women's History Month. I wanted to have a special guest on so we could talk all things women, entrepreneurial, and just overall ending Q1 of 2022. So this guest is someone who I met on Clubhouse. You guys know that's been a theme this year, and it will continue to be a theme throughout this year of how I've met some incredible people. And this guest here, her name is Lily May, and she's actually based in Charlotte. She was in Atlanta for 14 years. She recently moved moved a couple years back to Charlotte and she does a lot of different things, really marketing and PR is her specialty. And she works with entrepreneurs of different backgrounds, primarily women, and then also moms to help boost their businesses and get them in front of the right people. And I absolutely love her brand and her branding and the way that she shows up online. So I figured who better to end Women's History Month than Lily May. So without further ado, hey, Lily May, how's it going? It's going great. I'm excited to chat with you. Me too. Okay. So I do want to let people know you and I went live together for the first time on Instagram a few days back for your women's history. What were you calling it? Like a series, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Interviewing different women just to celebrate some people that I'm a fan of during Women's History Month. How did that go? It went really well. It, it challenged me to go live more frequently than I I regularly do. So that was a plus. And then it was just really good to kind of reconnect with people visually and have a conversation with some of my virtual business besties, if you will. So it was a really awesome effort. I'm, I'm definitely glad I did it. I am too. I am too. And I am absolutely honored that I was chosen to speak as one of the guests too. That was so much fun. And it is fun to go live and to see people because we do a lot of clubhouse rooms together. So it's nice to kind of take it off of that platform and go to another. So tell us, because when I think about you, I think about bright colors, lots of femininity, power, business. like Those are some of the things that I think of when I think of you. And you've created this brand and it's called, you've got the Glambitious brand and then you also have the Glam CEO. So tell the people, what what is that? What does that mean? Yes. So Glambitious was something I established back in 2013. After a few years of entrepreneurship, I felt like it would really resonate with a lot of women who are boss women and they're powerful, but they're also very feminine women that like to dress up, that like to you know get their hair and nails done, that enjoy fashion and all things feminine. And so I, I merged the, the glam with the ambition and came up with Glambitious uh, as kind of that connection for women who are brilliant, beautiful, and just really confident in their gifting. It's really been a, a awesome past, what, nine years. And I've connected literally with thousands of women around the world. I mean, from Egypt, Nigeria, London, so many places uh, through creating this brand. So that was kind of the inspiration, just uh, an extension of me that could also connect with women who resonate with that. 
Yeah. And I mean, it is. So y'all, I know you have your phones somewhere handy. Pull out your phone, go to Instagram, and I want you to type in, I am Lily May. And that's Lily spelled L-I-L-L-I-E. Okay. Follow an M-A-E, right? Not M-A-Y. So it's in the show notes. You guys know this. But check out Lily May's profile. I mean, you're going to see the bright colors, the smiling faces. I mean, I'm just, I absolutely love your personality here. And you guys know I do a lot of stuff with pink and I, I love pink. I think it brings, especially like the the coral and like the hot pink, it brings this, for me, it just elicits this like vibe of strength. And also, I guess it's it's femininity, but it's like, it's, it's a powerful type of femininity. And I just really, because you know, like the pale pinks, this is why branding and, and all this marketing stuff, it's important because it does give off different vibes and different feelings. So can you tell us why you resonate with this sort of bright and vivid and feminine colors and kind of how it makes you feel? Yes, that is such a great question. Really, my personality, anyone that knows me like in real life, people who've known me since I was a kid, I have always been a very vibrant personality. My mom said I was very outspoken. I have these pictures when I was like four years old and I'm like posing and she's like, no one taught you how to do that. You would just you know, break into these poses in front of the camera. And my mom is not like that at all. She's not like I am. So she didn't know where I got it from. But that is just who I am. My personality is big. I love colorful, vibrant fashions and things like that. And so I'm, I'm glad that my brand resonates with people in a way that they know, like, this is really me. I'm not just doing this to have a, a great appearing Instagram page, but this is what I really like. And a funny story is when I first moved to Atlanta after college and got into public relations, back then, many of the PR professionals wore all black. So when they were on red carpets, it was like the standard to wear all black, right? And so I fell in line with that, you know, because they were very established and I was kind of the newbie. And then I'm like, but this isn't me. Like, I, I don't like, I don't like wearing all black every single day at every single event. And then I just like, you know what, Lily, you can be in public relations your way. Many of them would even tell you now, like, yes, Lily came into Atlanta and she did it her way because I just couldn't fall in line with wearing black clothes to every red carpet event. Like I'm a vibrant person. And I even started getting on the red carpet with my clients, which was a little (laughs) controversial back then. Now you probably see everyone do it. But, you know, 15 years ago, I was like, what is she doing? I was just being me, right? Being my full vibrant self. And I think when we really tap into who we are, there's going to be a crowd of people that resonate with it. Whether you are more muted and you like tans and blacks and whites, or whether you like a lot of colors, just tap into who you truly are, I think is is what we should all be doing, period. Yeah, absolutely. And y'all, if you scroll through and if you're just being nosy, like I like to do, if you scroll through Lily Mae's profile, you're going to see there's not really a color that she doesn't look good in, which makes it a little bit difficult, you know, to, to really get that. But you'll see what I'm talking about when you go through her profile. And I, I do think, though, that personality matters a lot more than I think people realize. Because when it comes to a lot of what we're doing, you hear people saying, and I know you've heard it on Clubhouse, oh, the the market is so oversaturated in this particular realm. Like there's so many coaches, there's so many PR people, there's so many marketing gurus, there's so many authors, there's so many this, there's so many that. But in reality, there's really not, right? Because everybody has their own snowflake type situation that makes you you. So outside of the branding, outside of the colors and the bright 
and the femininity and the power and the strength, what is it about you that you think makes you kind of stand out from the other marketing and media PR people? Well, I think because marketing and, and PR used to be a little bit of a, for lack of better words, like a serious industry, you know, because we're the behind the scenes people. So, you know, it's a little more serious, a little more black, white, and gray, if you will. I think what makes me different is that I'm really unafraid to be me, right? And that means I crack jokes. I'm silly. I talk in British accents. Like whatever I feel like doing or being that day, that's what I'm going to be. And I think it gives people a little bit of relief. Like, you know, I'm a human being. Like, yes, I have a zone of genius. We all do. But, you know, I think what makes me unique is that I'm going to give you nothing but Lily May, no one else. And so you're going to either like it a lot or it may not be your cup of tea, but the people that do like it, I think it gives them just a little relief that when they're talking to their marketing coach or when they're talking to their media strategist, that we can laugh and cut up while we're talking business strategy, we're like getting a little kiki in. And I think that's a relief because entrepreneurship can be a challenging journey to pursue. And so when I work with entrepreneurs and yes, I'm giving you strategy that works, but I'm also giving you a little tickle, a little laugh. I think it just gives you a little relief, you know, a little ease in the process of building a successful business, if that makes sense. It does. It really does. Yeah. Personality matters and having, you know, being yourself, I think also does too, to to your point sometimes. And I know there's a lot of different industries out there. I'm sure people listening are doing a variety of things, whether you're in realty, whether you are a coach, whether you're a speaker or whatever, I think there can be sides of it that are kind of square, you know? And then what's fun is, is, when people come in and they spice it up a little bit and they make it interesting and that kind of widens the variety of folks that are going to be attracted to it and then get into it. Because you and I talked about this recently on Clubhouse and we'll talk about Clubhouse in a minute, but we were recently talking and I remember we were kind of speaking to the fact that like a lot of us women struggle getting in front of a camera or, and, or doing it often, right? Like constantly or regularly, consistently getting in front of the camera and really showing people who we are. A lot of us get stuck in the like, just posting to our feed, maybe posting some stories or maybe making some reels. But a lot of women really struggle, I've seen, with the mm-hmm. confidence to show up even when they are like absolute geniuses in their realm. So that to me is something that I think is special. But when you are you, it, it encourages other people to be themselves and to show up as well. Do you agree? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I'm guilty of not going live thing because my hair is not done a certain way or I don't feel like putting on makeup. And I know in that conversation, you, I think you were like, hey, just show up. And so that's a part of me as well. Is as much as I have a, a brand that's built around glam and femininity, like the reality is we do not wake up like this every day. <laughs> and so it's like I had to even get out of my own way with that because I was like, well, you know, I have a brand that's glambitious, so I need to show up in alignment with that brand. And it's like, eh, not all the time. You can be allow people to see the the let down you when your hair is in an afro puff or when you're working out or things like that. Knowing that I don't have to show up super glam all the time, but that people can also see that human regular side too. I think that's what broke me out of like hesitancy to go live more often. But you're right. A lot of people do find that challenging. And, and I definitely was in that number. <laughs> so was I. Yeah, I did a challenge. I think it was, was it vlog? Not vlogmas, but there was like a challenge. I thought it was, I don't remember what month it was, but it basically it was like a vlogging challenge where you go live every day for like the month of whatever. Maybe it was August or something. I can't remember. 
but it really helped me kind of come out of my shell, even though to your point, right? My mom is the same way as yours, right? Very reserved, not really a people person. I think she's a bit of an introvert. She can be chatty at times, but you really have to work to get her to do that. And sometimes, but like you and I, I think we were very similar as kids where we would just talk to strangers. Mm -hmm. We could work a room. We were just, just going around and meeting people and taking candy from like, we were doing all the things we weren't supposed to be doing while our moms were like horrified um, (laughs) in the corners. (laughs) Like what happened? I think it's so funny that that happens to people. Like they end up getting the opposite of them or Mm -hmm. like an exact replica. So when it comes to that though, it can be even, even as people who are like us, it can still be daunting. So I want women who are listening to know that, and also men too, but people who are listening If you are someone that is very kind of outgoing and extroverted at times and, you know, you you consider yourself a people person, you like to go out and have a good time, but you're still a little hesitant to put yourself out there, you can do it. So let's talk about that. As somebody who does PR and helps women get out there, what are some things that you can tell someone who is trying to step and put their toe into that kind of a water? Yes. So I've been really encouraging people specifically this year to pitch themselves to be speakers on other people's platforms. Like, you know, public speaking, I think is like the number two fear in the world. Right. So if you can pitch yourself and someone says, yeah, yeah, I would love to have you on my platform and just force yourself to start speaking on platforms, virtual events, even if it's podcasts, even if it's clubhouse rooms, like the more you do it, the more you flex that muscle, the more confident you'll be showing up and speaking about your business. So that would definitely be my number one tip is just to keep putting yourself out there on stages. I've been speaking for over, I mean, 15 years and I still get nervous when I'm booked for a paid speaking engagement. Like I become a complete nervous Nelly. And Whitney will tell you, I have no problem talking. Typically (laughs) I talk a lot, but when I get booked for an in-person event where I'm going to be on stage, I become a nervous Nelly. So it's common. Most people feel it, but you have to definitely get comfortable with that because no one can tell someone about your business and your services and your zone of genius better than you. So that would definitely be my number one tip to get comfortable speaking on other people's platforms. Yeah. And if you are able to to find someone that you really like and who you respect and who you think is a kind and just open-minded individual, I think it makes it a lot easier, you know, when you're asked by someone that you like, and I'm sure it's like that for some of my podcast guests, like if it, because it's me, it's a little bit easier for them to practice that getting out there and speaking on a, another person's platform versus like maybe a complete stranger who maybe makes them a little bit nervous. Like try to find that. I think to add to that is just to try to find someone that you really do like because I think that makes it that much easier because there's a little bit of a trust there. And to be honest, as a podcast host, I only like to bring on people who I know that I can have like a ping pong type conversation with. And it's not going to be me kind of pulling information out of the person. And I even say that in my emails. I'm like, look, bring your best energy. Come excited to the show. Make sure you're in a kind of a good mood and a good headspace so that when we get on the line, we're having one of those dope conversations from the jump and it it helps. So it really does help to like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to pitch somebody, you're going to do that to, to find someone that you enjoy. But speaking of speaking, 
speaking of speaking, <laughs> let's talk about Clubhouse. So what's the deal? Because a lot of folks I think who are listening know of Clubhouse. And then there's a lot of people who like are really on Clubhouse. So tell us how you fit in to the Clubhouse scene and what you like about it. Yes. So Clubhouse, I just absolutely love Clubhouse because it's an audio only app where I do not have to dress up to be present. And I've met so many amazing people like Whitney and so many others through the app. It's like mind blowing. So to uh, be honest, when I first got on the Clubhouse app, what was that? 2020, I guess, maybe? Yeah, I guess it was 2020, the end of 2020, uh, I was invited to get on there for business, but I started going into a lot of the spiritual rooms and that's where, you know, I really got comfortable just going in there for like inspiration and hearing the word and things like that. And then I also started going into a few business rooms here or there and just grew comfortable getting on stage, which led to me hosting my own rooms and just networking with so many people. Like from being on Clubhouse, I've met new clients, I've met business partners where we collaborate on ideas, so many different types of people I've met. So that's kind of how I I use Clubhouse. It's not just business, but I also uh, host faith-based rooms as well. And it's just like the easiest way ever to connect with like-minded people. So I am such a fan of the app. Listen, me too. And I also appreciate this. This goes to show that you hear a lot about women, especially black women, not collaborating and not working together in positive ways. And I just feel like Clubhouse for me has been the exact opposite of that where it is constant collaboration. It's constant, how can I help you out? Let me ping people into this room. Let's support what you're doing. When I see you in other spaces, I'm going to shout you out. Let's co-host rooms together. Like it's to me. Have you experienced this too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in fact, my entire Glambitious brand is built on collaboration. So that is my jam. And so when I hear people assume that, that, you know, black women or women of color don't collaborate, I'm like, where? Because for the past 10 years, you know, I've been a full-time entrepreneur and it's been predominantly because of collaborations, because of referrals, because of hosting events and inviting women to be at my events and then them returning the same and they host things and I support them. So that has really been the lifeline of my entire business as an entrepreneur. And Clubhouse is a great extension of that. So yes, collaboration is everything. And I love that Clubhouse makes it even easier to do so. Me too. Me too. 1000%. And it has definitely fostered a lot of relationships. I, I said this a couple times on the show this year that I, most of my guests this year for 2022 are straight from Clubhouse. And again, and I said this just a few minutes ago, I like to have people on the show who I know are dope and I know I can have a good, solid, reflective type conversation with. And that's what I've been able to get. Like I'm getting some of the best people. And I don't know. I just, I really love Clubhouse. So if you guys are listening, if you are on Clubhouse and you're not following Lily May or her club called Glambitious, you need to look it up because we have been going live. Like Lily May literally invited me to come speak. I don't know how we kind of connected there, but we connected somewhere and I saw her photo and her photo stands out. And that's, I think, an important piece to an app like Clubhouse because it is all audio based and you really are looking at someone's photo before you see much of anything else. 
And of course, when you click on it, you'll see like a little bit of their bio, but Lily Mae's photo is so vibrant and it just stuck out. And then obviously her name does too. <laughs> and so we just connected and I would come into spaces and I think I helped maybe with a podcasting room once and I gave some some tips on the podcasting and you were just so nice and welcoming and you would ask follow-up questions, which a lot of times doesn't always happen, you know, and that kept the conversation going. Next thing you know, we were having a podcasting party and it was great. And then we just kept seeing each other in clubhouse rooms. And eventually you were like, Hey, let's, let's do some rooms together. And that just, it just kind of, right. You would say it just naturally kind of happened. Yes, absolutely. And that's, you know, the beauty of Clubhouse is if you show up from an authentic place of being of value, which you do in every single room you're in, you're adding so, so, so much value. There's no way that people are not going to want to take it to the next level, collaborate with you and keep the conversation going. So, I mean, you literally can just show up to add value to other people's rooms and stages. And there will be like a natural momentum that happens as a result of that for sure. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And providing that value, like you said, from an authentic place, it's not just me, me, me. And can you come buy stuff? People can see it so quickly. It's just like at a real networking event, you know, like an in-person networking event where you're meeting people and everyone's kind of standing in a circle next to the cheese platter with a little bit of wine. (laughs) And that one person comes up and dominates the whole thing or distracts back to whatever it is they're selling. And we're all just looking at them like, huh? We were talking about March Madness. We were talking about the weather. No one's, no one asked you. You know what I mean? Like it's very obvious when that happens in real life. And on Clubhouse, it's pretty obvious too, which I really appreciate. So yeah, Clubhouse has been so much fun. So typically, just so y'all know, typically Lily Mae does, you do what? Is it Monday? What's, what's your schedule like for Clubhouse? Yeah. So my new schedule is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday a faith-based room at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then now on Thursdays at 9.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the business room with you, me, and Star. So that's the new schedule. And I guess I have to figure out something to add to the Friday or maybe not, but that's my current schedule. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And that's been, I think it's been great. So for those of you who are faith-based and want to get that motivation and that inspiration and just feeling like you're getting poured into those faith-based rooms are really powerful. And you've, I mean, you've had several women that come in there. We've got a pastor, right. That comes in. I think you've got a couple or a few. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are two pastors that are moderators. There's also an apostle slash minister that's a moderator. So yes, I definitely bring people to the fold who are even heavier than I am in the spirit so that we can pour into each other and the listeners, those in the listening lounge. So I really love that room. And it's funny because when you're hosting rooms on Clubhouse, or I'll speak for myself, as an ambitious person, I always want to serve the most people, right? So I I always want more people to be present, to get poured into. But with that faith-based room, it's kind of become like my own little therapy room. Like if five people come, so be it. We're going to have devotional and it's going to help me stay anchored as a entrepreneur of faith. So yes, I, I really look forward to those rooms. It's, yeah. And I mean, I think it's it's beautiful to see people coming together and, and having that, like you said, that anchoring moment. Because as entrepreneurs, it can be a lot running around doing different things. And then especially on Clubhouse and on social media, everyone's trying to sell you something, right? There's always an agenda and or you're kikiing and then there's no it's the opposite. There's no agenda and you're not really getting anything done. You're kind of distracting yourself from the work. And then you've got the gurus who are giving you all the tea, but you're, you know, it's like someone's just pouring tons of, of liquid 
at you and you, it's hard to just mm-hmm. like funnel that and it's, it's, it's just difficult. So I like the mix up of rooms and that you can kind of go and get what you need. So I did want to ask as far as, you know, you've created this glambitious group and there's a lot of women there and you, you have rooms, different types. You've got people from different walks of life. I mean, who is inspiring you? Any women in particular that are inspiring you on Clubhouse or in this sort of container that you've created on Clubhouse? Um, on Clubhouse specifically, I'm sure there are a ton, but when you mentioned like the inspirational part, actually it was some women on Instagram that popped in my head immediately. There's Maya Elios. I hope I said her name right. And she had like a multi-million dollar year, I believe last year. So I just find her to be extremely inspiring. Candice Juni, she's a six-figure marketing maven on Instagram. Uh, Candice Holyfield, another millionaire marketing mind. Those are the women that immediately popped in my head when you said the inspiration part. And I've worked with everyone except Maya, but I'm sure that's coming soon. But worked with those two Candices. Uh, Dr. Cheryl Wood is like a renowned speaker and she's on Instagram a lot. So those are the women that pop in my head. And I think I find them so inspiring because they've really built these multiple six-figure businesses, million-dollar businesses as single women. Like they didn't have rich parents or these humongous investors. It's just like, they had a vision, they went after it, and it's doing extremely well. So I just find that incredibly inspiring. I do too. Yeah. And Maya Elias, I've been following her for a while. And I, I did work with her a while back. And she's just she's just amazing. And to your point, very ambitious. And I love when she goes onto her social media platform and she I feel like for me, she balances the different aspects of her life so well mm-hmm. on social. And I find that that can be really challenging. Candace does the same thing to a degree. I think mm-hmm. Candace is a bit more faith-based than, than Maya is in the way that she shows up. And, but I do love the fact that they both give us bits and pieces of their day. Maya will you know, do time lapses of her cleaning up or her planning sessions. She does a lot of working out and working with a trainer and she loves fresh flowers. Like there are things about her that she shows on top of the fact that she is hosting some of the most incredible in-person events mm-hmm. that I've seen, right? She's out here having her impact. I think I can't remember the name of her, her program. It's something about impact. And uh, she really is. She's making an impact. She is definitely a woman who's out here changing the game and doing things her way. And her sister, Maddie James, is also incredibly entertaining. Mm-hmm. And her family is just beautiful. And I've, I've worked with Maddie too out in mm-hmm. um, LA a long time ago. But I've learned so much from these two women and, and the fact that they're sisters and you know they love each other and they, they will promote. And, and it's funny when they post stuff, you can always find typically one of the sisters will, will kind of comment and stuff. And they've created a nice space for themselves. It just shows to me that you can you can be yourself. You can mm-hmm. be yourself and you can show up online in a way that you want to. And as women, we don't have to be one specific way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely love that. So I'm glad you brought Maya up and, you know, Candace, what she moved to Mexico, what, like last year during the pandemic mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Like, I just get so excited, you know, to see women like just really operating in their full gifting out loud. It just excites me so much. So yes, I am so inspired by by all of those dynamic ladies who are really, you know, showing up in a big way unapologetically and they're helping other women, you know, like at the same time they're showing up big, but they're helping other women also show up big. So it just gets me excited to see it. I love to see it. 
<laughs> I do too. I do too. And I talked about this. I don't know if you remember. I talked about finding like a marketing muse, you know, and, and finding someone online who you see is marketing themselves in a way that you really like or you resonate with or inspires you to kind of show up. So I am curious when it comes to marketing, when it comes to showing up online for the women entrepreneurs who are listening, you know, what do you recommend for online spaces as far as like, I know you've got your brand, I know you've got your personality and things like that, but how can people kind of figure out where they, where they fit in, in this landscape today? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's important to remember, like you said, that even if any industry is saturated, that you're your you're only self, right? God only made one Lily, only one Whitney. So that is what's going to make you special, right? So if you can really tap into that, I think Star, who's one of my social media buddies, <laughs> business buddies, I guess, she says when you're posting on social media, you should have like this balance of something that's educational, motivational, entertaining, and I forget what the fourth one is, right? So there's these four pillars, motivational, inspirational, entertaining, and educational. That might be it, right? So if you just find those ways to post on social, I think it really will increase your engagement when you find those ways to post whatever it is that you're offering the marketplace, whatever service or business, but you find that variety and sharing that, I think that is a really good way to show up online or on social media and begin to monetize social media. Does that answer the question pretty pretty good? I think it does. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think that, you know, you have to, getting in where you fit in can be difficult. But to your point at the beginning, you know, there our unique selves is definitely good enough. And I think that's something that we need to lean more on. I do. I know that a lot of times when it comes to marketing, people will say, you know, it's about your customer. It's about your client. It's about your user, end user, your consumer, whatever, right? That's who it's about. It's not really about you. However, it is a mix, right? Because I think there's been a shift where people really care. Consumers really care more about the background, like your why behind why you're having the business that you have and doing the work that you're doing than they did in the past, right? I don't, I don't know how it was maybe when my parents were growing up, how much like the companies that they were surrounded by really cared to show why they did, like what their why was. But what do you think now versus maybe then? Well, I definitely think now people care about the person behind the business. I definitely think people choose to do business with people that they have a no like, and trust factor with. So I think it's definitely different because there's so much more access now. You know, back 10, 20 years ago, there was no social media. So you couldn't see the person behind the business, right? You just went to the business that you found in the yellow pages. But now there's so much access that people tend to choose the coach that they know, like, and trust. One of the number one tips I would say if you're about to start showing up online to market your business is to definitely get with a coach to make sure that what you are offering is packaged in a way that resonates with your audience. Because that's another disconnect I've seen with coaching women is they may have something that's great, but they may think that their target demographic is A when it's really B. And so then they spend all of this time and, and, and content promoting to the wrong market. And that could be the disconnect. So I would definitely say as a random tip. If you're about to launch online, or even if you've been online for a while, like you have a business and you've been 
online marketing, but you're not seeing the results that you want, connect with a coach like myself or Whitney so that essentially we can see what's on your back, right? Because sometimes there's something on your back that you can't see, uh, something that can shift and really help you, you know, connect with the right audience online. But if you know that part, if you have a product that a certain demographic wants and you're very clear on that, then that's when you begin this online marketing campaign and and coming up with creative ways to engage your audience with your service and allowing some of your own personality to come out in that marketing plan as well, if that makes sense. 1000%. Yeah, it does. And also making sure that, you know, you're not you're not overdoing it in certain areas and maybe even underdoing it in other areas. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of on the straight and narrow. So yeah, getting that support for sure will help. And it just makes it easier. You kind of get to circumvent some of the hiccups Mm -hmm. than, you know, before. I mean, I I remember working with Maya on setting things up in my business and making sure that I was doing things a certain way. And she's able, right? Coaches are able to give you the things that maybe they did that they were like, "Eh, okay, I learned from that. And this is how I, I pivoted and they're able to give it. So you're basically learning from somebody who already has been there and done that and kind of gotten the t-shirt. And that's one of my favorite parts about working with coaches is you're literally learning from either their exact mistakes, if you will, but also their experience. You get to tap into someone else's brain. So yeah, coaching is very important. Hey, can we take a pause real quick? I just want to let y'all know this is exclusive and time sensitive. If you're hearing this, there's a really good chance that either I have a spot open or I have a spot opening on my one-on-one program that I offer. So I only do four slots at a time because this is like the most intense, thorough, intimate way to work with me ever. This is my creme de la creme, like four bad bitches only. This is for solopreneurs who have a nine to five, who work in corporate, who have some sort of job that they are doing and that they're doing really well, but who also have a side hustle or a business that they are running on the side and they want to build and streamline their goals towards. A lot of us have strategy. A lot of us have plans here and there, but most of us don't have accountability. A lot of us don't have a support system that's solid. And the rest of us aren't organized and have strong boundaries, have routines, like all of that. So I'm going to help you get it all together. This is a three-month intensive one-on-one coaching program where you have full access to me via Voxer, We have seven, seven one-on-one calls with each other throughout the three months and you get routines, you get customized affirmations and audios and all kinds of things to help you succeed. So check out the link. It's in the show notes. It's also on my website, WhitneyDanielle.com. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note. Let me know. If you know someone who needs to get their shit together in this manner, send me their information. I will totally hook you up for the referral. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Let's get back to the episode. So this brings me to ask you, tell me about a day in the life of Alime. What does your typical day look like? Ooh, great question. So, you know, I start every morning in a devotional room with the Kingdom Business Network on Clubhouse because they do something called prophetic journaling where they literally 
prompt you to ask God certain questions for direction in your business. It's a very unique experience, and I love starting my day in that room. They host it 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. So that's the first thing I do in the morning is engage in that devotional so that I could kind of get a little bit of guidance for my day as an entrepreneur. Then I have my coffee. I probably do a little bit of work. Then I work out. So that's a new thing. I've started working out earlier in the mornings now because I found that when I put it off to later in the day, it get, it's less likely that it, the workout's going to happen. <laughs> I do like a little mid-morning workout, have my lunch, and then come back to work. And that's pretty much, the, and of course, host my devotional. And that's pretty much the nature of my day. I don't think it's as, as exciting as my day probably looks on Instagram, <laughs> you know, but that's kind of like a day in the life. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too exciting, just a typical day with a little faith-based anchoring, a little cup of coffee or two and, and some work. <laughs> yeah, no, I dig it. I dig it. I think it's great to have something to start your day with that's consistent. And I actually mm-hmm. have rooms that I do that with in the morning as well. When I was getting up a bit earlier, my body is still adjusting to daylight savings. I think I've just been up late. So my day has been starting late, but like traditionally this year, I have been getting up and doing something very similar. I get up and I'm in a room where it's, it's getting me to boost myself right mm-hmm. for the day. And I'm able to have intellectual conversations. And it also gives me something to look forward to first thing in the morning that also pushes me to get up to your mm-hmm. point about like, if you, if you wait and you decide, oh, I'll just do the workout later, there is a very big chance. I don't know statistically what the number is, but mm-hmm. I feel like statistically, the longer you wait to do mm-hmm. a lot of the tasks that we really want to get done, per- predominantly working out, the longer we wait, the less likely it is to happen. Now, I do know that there's a lot of folks who prefer to do evening workouts. My dad is one of them. He is very strict and very consistent with his evening workouts. Like I'll give him credit. He's going to get it done. If he wants to get, he's going to get it done. And he's going to get it done at five and 6 PM on the dot. And he was very, very good about that. But me, on the other hand, I couldn't always guarantee because something always comes up for me, you know, or at least I would allow it to. So Mm -hmm. I love that you've got your day organized that way where you've got your start, you've kind of got your boost for the coffee, you're doing your workout, prioritizing things and getting the more important things done earlier so that you can check it off. And then to the feeling of just like not having to deal mm-hmm. with thinking about doing the workout later, I got to tell you, I-, I wish I had an analogy for it, but it's like, it's like feeling like you're being followed. And then all of a sudden, like you turn around and you realize there's nothing there that it, I don't, I don't know how to, how to explain it, but from, do you, do you feel the same way about working no, out earlier? Absolutely. It's almost like if I don't get it out of the way, it is kind of hanging over my head yeah. all day long. So it's like four o'clock is rolling up and I'm like, uh. Then five o'clock is rolling up and I'm like, and it's just like something on my shoulder. Like you're going to work out or aren't you? So it's like antagonizing me throughout my day. And then if I don't, I'm like, man, you know, I should have got it done at four. And so, yes, it's definitely like something on my shoulder. Just if I don't get, you know, when I get it out of the way, I feel accomplished and I don't have to worry about it. And then the plus about that is because the weather is breaking now, I may work out earlier in the day, but if it feels really good, I might go out for a walk in the evening. And so then that's like double time. I found it's, it's for me, I have to get it done early or it, it may not get done. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's really, really, really difficult. But I would say, yeah, if you can find that groove and then too, right, finding people on. So I think a lot of us are on social media a lot more than either we know or we think. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that your feed is curated in a way that will inspire you is very important. Mm -hmm. And I say this, I want to say maybe weekly, I talk about this where, you know, making sure when you pull open your phone, like I know when I pull open my Instagram, I'm literally going to see the Maya Elias's, Maddie. Candace, I'm Lily May. Like there are people I'm going to see when I open my phone for that particular app and they're going to motivate me. And some of them are going to motivate me to work out. Some of them are going to motivate me to focus on a business task. Some of them are going to have me thinking about promotion and like, what can I do to promote more? You know, they're inspiring me in positive ways. I don't open my app and I'm like, ugh look at this person, they've got this and I wanted that. Or look at this person, they've got this. Or, you know, look at Maya doing these events. Like, ugh, I want to do events. Or I'm not, my brain doesn't go to that because I'm just so inspired by who I'm following. And I think it's important for us as women to not compare ourselves all the time to everyone else in that sort of negative light. Because you, we've all heard that quote, right? Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 23, you know, Maya has been at it for a bit longer than I have. There are several other coaches. Taylor Lee is one of my other faves. She's been at it for a really long time. And she started out in the Facebook ads industry. So it's like, I can't compare my chapter, you know, 12 or four with someone else's chapter 50. It's mm -hmm. just not fair. And making sure that your social media reflects that is important. So you've heard me say this, right? I'll pause yeah. a couple of times. Yeah, I think that's such a great tip. Like, I'm like thinking like, wait, who do I follow? What, what's coming up in my feed? Like I'm, I'm doing some self-evaluation, but that's really a key to curate your social, social media feed. And I, I know, for, for example, at one point I was following a lot of travel pages, right? So the only thing that was predominantly coming up in my feed was like exotic travels. And so I'm like, this is making me want to not do any work and book a trip. And that's not okay. I need to be inspired to get this work done. And so I had to unfollow follow a lot of travel pages because it was starting to make me feel some type of way when I couldn't get on a plane to Greece or Italy. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I wish I was there instead of, you know, behind this desk at home. And so, yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's so important. And then another fun, this is a vulnerable yet funny share, you know, as a single woman, I used to follow a lot of wedding pages. I don't know why. And so I had to unfollow them. Like, wait, you, you really don't want to see a whole bunch of beauty, beautiful blushing brides, right? In this, vulnerable single season and follow some of these wedding pages. I think right now my, my feed is pretty good. It's, it's inspiration. It's fitness. It's healthy eating, vegan food and things like that. But you're hundred percent right. It's so important that we are very intentional with our social media feeds. And as it relates to Facebook, which is different than Instagram, anytime someone posts something on Facebook that I find to be disparaging or lewd or crass or profane, I unfollow them. Like I unfriend them. Like, no, we don't need to be friends. I don't want to see this. So yeah, I, I love that tip. It really makes a difference for me. And I think, you know, even on, you know, doing it in different apps is important as well. So Clubhouse, making sure that, and you got to be careful on Clubhouse. When Clubhouse first came out, it was funny because it's kind of, it was kind of tied into your Twitter and it would kind of promote you to make sure you're following a lot of the folks that you were following on Twitter. However, those folks that you follow on Twitter may not have the same topics of interest that you might have mm -hmm. on an app like Clubhouse. So you have to be very, so a lot of people were just like mass following a ton of the people that they had 
maybe been following on Twitter or the recommended folks mm-hmm. to follow on Clubhouse. And it was getting very messy. So then, cause I'm, I'm on black Twitter and there's a lot of, there's a lot of messiness on black <laughs> Twitter and it was transferring over to my feed and I had to be careful. So luckily someone gave me that tip from the jump. They were like, well, be very careful who you follow. I was like, okay, cool. So I made sure I was very, very careful. So when I opened my Clubhouse app, I only see like business rooms or positivity rooms, or maybe I'll get some, some like ethereal rooms. Like I switch okay. it up, but it's based on who I follow. So you, you've got to be careful. And, and Clubhouse does make it easy where if you see like, for instance, there's a lot of COVID rooms and the COVID rooms or like political, certain political rooms. Mm-hmm. And they're on, I mean, thousands of people are in these rooms having conversations for hours a day. And I'm like, girl, right. I cannot get sucked into this at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. on a Wednesday, right? So I would go in and you can just hit, you know, don't show me more or show me less like this, I think is what the message says. And it's a brilliant tool that I think more of us need to use, whether it's a particular person, whether it's a relative, whether it's a topic that's maybe triggering, whether it's like you said, a wedding page. When my sister was pregnant, she was sending us all these pregnancy videos. And I was like, girl, first of all, this is a lot, right? This is a lot. It's it's 7am. I don't need to see this woman's birthing video, but oh, you have God. to be careful because it will, it will alter your, your, your feed. Mm-hmm. The algorithm yes. will shift. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What I don't want to see is mm-hmm. a bunch of birthing videos because I'm not there. I don't, I don't, I don't. And so right. you, you just have to be careful. And that's why I say, take it with a grain of salt, but like, make sure you're doing audits every so often. And mm-hmm. this, I feel like is a great month to support and to follow and to promote and engage with women who you really admire. I think Women's History Month is such a great, it's a great time to just get, just like with Black History Month, right? A lot of us during Black History Month, we're learning facts about Black history. We're tapping into Black businesses more. We're doing more. We're just out there. We're having these conversations and, you know, you'll promote the, the your favorite Black businesses. And I think we should do that in in uh, Women's Month as well. So you knew that April was Black Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. Is that like a market? Did you know that because of marketing or did you just know? Yes, because of marketing. I always look up what the awarenesses are for each month just because, you know, I'm constantly pitching clients for interviews. And so if there's an angle that makes sense and is relevant. Then I try to tie that into my media pitches for my clients. So, yeah, I actively search and say, OK, what are people celebrating in April? What are people celebrating in May? Because there's so many awarenesses outside of the ones that are popular that we know, like everyone thinks, you know, May is Mother's Day, the, the month of Mother's Day, basically mothers, which it is. But then there's like 20 other things also to celebrate. So yeah, that's how I found that out. And it was a, uh, it's like a newly established holiday actually. So they may have established it within three or four years ago. And so I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like this is something definitely to bring attention to and to continue the celebration beyond March being Women's History Month, but continue the celebration for Black Women's History Month in April. So I think it's lovely. (laughs) I do too. I do too. Anytime that we can like specifically highlight black women is always a time where I am the happiest. And I just think it's really, really important. The stats that we read about black women and entrepreneurial aspects, as well as just in general, can be quite daunting, if Mm -hmm. not scary and just disappointing. And I think that's why it's so important for us to, you know, to uplift one another and to support. So I wanted to make sure we got this episode out at the end of really the cusp of 
the end of the month, the Women's History Month, as well as the beginning of April being Black Women's History Month. So I absolutely love the timing of this. I'm so glad it worked out this way. And I'm just, I'm really glad that you chose to kind of hop in because you've been literally active with this and and going out there and highlighting women on your own and just having conversations. I mean, you do it all the time, which I really also appreciate. You know, there's nothing more, there's nothing better than like having somebody who doesn't just do it during one particular time, right? It's like people who promote Black businesses year-round. We love them. You don't have to just do it mm-hmm. during Black History Month or around Juneteenth. We can do this all year-round. Mm-hmm. It's it's a party all year-round. Same with everybody else, Indigenous Women Month or Hispanic Women Month, whatever. We can celebrate throughout the year. But I wanted to ask you, speaking of the year, we're, we're literally moving into Q2, right? The second quarter of 2022 is Among Us. What are you looking forward to for this next maybe three months, 90 days? Yes. So I'm really looking forward to connecting with more women. My virtual event that I recently uh, hosted, it, it went really, really well. So I'm definitely hosting another virtual event in May. It's a mompreneur summit that's going to be a week long. And it's not only that moms can speak or mompreneurs, because I'm not a mom, but it's like I want to have something to encourage mompreneurs because I can only imagine how extra challenging it is to build a business or raise a business while you're raising kids. So I'm really looking forward to getting as many mompreneurs and business owners together for that in May, that virtual event. And I'm also looking forward to teaching people how to build influencer deals into their plan, into their business plan, right? Like how to not just be an entrepreneur and offer the service that you offer to the marketplace, but also see yourself as an influencer, which is something that I've been able to do with my brand. So I'm looking forward to introducing that to more entrepreneurs as well. So those are a few things that I'm I'm looking forward to. Just finding ways to activate and empower as many people as I can. That That's what I'm always doing. That's what I've been doing. And so, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay, mompreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so y'all, if you have your phone out and you did check out Lily May's IG page, it's if you click the link in her bio, as of right now, the time of this recording, the very first link is for mompreneurs. So if you are one, if you know one, if you know a few, definitely share that out. I think I love when I see mompreneur specific content, even though, again, I'm not a mom either. I just think it's great to speak about it because, you know, I talk a lot about work-life balance, but I know for moms, it's a completely different ballgame, completely different ballgame. And I think it's important for us, regardless of what our industry is, to make sure that we're paying attention to that. And we're Mm -hmm. just like with anything else, just like when we want to make things more inclusive, Right. And we want to make sure that like for people who have hearing disabilities or visual impediments, that we're able to do things to accommodate and moms need accommodations. Mm -hmm. At least I feel like they should get them or have the option for them. They may not always need it, but yeah, I love that. I love it. So is there a reason why I just want to hear you kind of talk about why mompreneurs specifically for this event and then throughout the year too, do you always work with mompreneurs or is this you just mix it up. Yeah, I mix it up. You know, I really, I work with all types of entrepreneurs, even men. So I've definitely had some amazing male clients as well. But with my virtual events, there's always a theme related to like an awareness. So recently, my recent virtual event was the Brown CEO Facebook Summit celebrating Women's History Month. And so, you know, since when we think of May, of course, we think of Mother's Day, then I was like, you know what? 
it's the the month of Mother's Day. Let's celebrate mompreneurs, and and that's what made me kind of theme it that. And let, you know, I've done this for years. Like every year around the the month of Mother's Day, I try to have something for mompreneurs because my mom is like my ultimate inspiration, and she was a very very hardworking woman. Very, very hardworking woman. And just, I mean, she's she's such a lovely person. She's still, you know, working hard even to this day. And she's 62. I'm trying to get rich so I can retire her. I really am trying. But, you know, she's such a, a dynamic woman that it just makes sense for me to celebrate and support other moms because my mom was the ultimate supporter of me. Like she did everything to make sure I had every opportunity that any other kid could have. You know, she supported every dream. If like, if I called my mom and told her I wanted to go to outer space tomorrow, she would be my biggest cheerleader. Like, okay, you can do it. Right. And so that I think is what makes me definitely always want to have like a niche or an area where I specifically support moms because my mom is so great. And I I hope to be a great mom one day as well. Absolutely. Of course. Of course you will. But yeah, I think mompreneurs and, and highlighting women in general is, is it's just a beautiful thing to do. And, and to have support and to be of support, we learn so much from our teachers mm-hmm. and from the people that raise us. And it's just, I, I love it. I love the idea of, of being not only just like in the forefront of it, but also promoting and, and sharing the spotlight. I mean, it, there is something to be said. I, I really feel like moms have superpowers and they are just, mm-hmm. we hung out with my nieces recently and I'm holding my, my youngest niece who's like seven months. And after like literally four minutes, I'm like, wow, my arm hurts so bad. <laughs> Cause it's like, wow, you know, you're holding a whole person and it's just, mm-hmm. I call it mom arms. Mom arms are just, it's a real thing. And babies can be very heavy. <laughs> and it's just, for me, I just applaud all that they're doing. And so to your point about Mother's Day and making a a point of doing that. That's amazing. And having your mom as an inspiration, I think is also amazing to be able to, to have that and to lean on that and to put that back out into the universe. And we need more, cheer- I think we all need more cheerleaders and mm-hmm. more people who are like that. And I love that you love the idea that I have with my walk and talk calls. Mm-hmm. You were a very big supporter of that. When you found out, you were like, oh, that's such a cool idea. And you, we love when that happens, right? When we have an idea and someone's like, oh, I love mm-hmm. that. That's, that's exactly what we want. And that's how you were about my walk and talks. And I can't wait to do those with you. And for those of you who are like, what the heck is Whitney talking about? The walk and talk calls are, are kind of like that, like supportive bit where you have someone who will just listen and hear you out, hold space for you while you brainstorm ideas and just get stuff off your chest. And because a lot of times we don't have the, the business besties that either have the availability or maybe you have a bunch of business besties, but they're moms and they're just busy right? They just, they're doing soccer, they're cleaning up, they're making dinner. They don't necessarily have the 25 to 45 minutes to sit and listen to you talk about your next summit idea or mm-hmm. your, your redo for your website or complain about a client. Like they just don't have the bandwidth. So right. I wanted to create that space and you were very supportive. I think we all remember the folks that have been supportive to us. So I guess this is a really good time for everybody listening to think about who is, is that person that comes up when you're like, who, when I say who is super supportive of you and who's been super supportive of you, who is it that you think of? And if it's a woman that's in your social circle that maybe knows you, maybe doesn't, I would just challenge you to send them a note, send them an audio note, send them a thank you note, and just let's like make that one of the ways that we close out 
Women's History Month and just keep that same energy throughout the rest of April and this quarter and this year and this lifetime to just give thanks and and to spread that gratitude to those who are our biggest cheerleaders or just motivations, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So we've talked about what you're what you've got going on in Q2. We've talked about a lot of different things, your upcoming events, you've got your website, you've got swag. I didn't know you had swag and merch. I love swag and merch on your website. We talked about Clubhouse. We talked about what else? We talked about your day, what you typically do in a day. So we talked about a lot. Is there anything that we forgot that you want to tell the people? Well, I do have what I put together is like a 2022 boss book bundle. And so basically I've authored many books over the past 10 years, like how to become a paid speaker, how to make $10,000 in 30 days, different books to teach people different hacks in business. And so I've put them all together in one boss book bundle. So if you're in the beginning stages of your business or you're feeling a little stagnant in business and you need like a, a revamp and marketing support and things like that, like that or ideas of, of how to just build some business momentum and increase your revenue, definitely check out the Boss Book Bundle. I probably don't mention it enough, but there are some really good books in there that I've written that have sold really well for me. And now I just put it into one big bundle so that you can have all of the books uh, with one click. So yeah, that, that will probably be it. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, I love a good bundle. I absolutely love a good bundle, just kind of compiling things together in a nice, neat, organized way so we can get into it. I love that. Okay. And that, and you said that can be found where? I want you to make sure you say it one more time for the people. Yes. Yes. My website is theglamceo.com. That's theglamceo.com. And you can join my email list just to, you know, stay in the loop of all of the things that I'm constantly creating, launching and putting out there. And I also send out grant opportunities to my email list as well. So there's another plus because I want everyone to get the funding that can really take their business to the next level. So yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We love funding. Okay. Okay. And I will make sure I link this in the show notes, y'all. So you'll have the at I am Lily May on Instagram handle. You'll find that. You'll also find mine, right? At Whitney Danielle Co underscore on Instagram. So make sure you're following us there. Make sure you add us on Clubhouse. I will link those for y'all. So you'll have the Clubhouse links for those of you who, I mean, we're really easy to find. We're not hard to find on Clubhouse, but definitely tap in, join the Glambitious Club on Clubhouse and just tap in with us and make sure you're following Lily May because she will be going live, I'm sure, with the different people or by herself to talk about different things. I've learned a lot from Lily May and I'm excited to continue to learn a lot about marketing and PR. And I love the magazine that she has and how she helps her clients get out there. And I've, I've gotten messages from her on behalf of some of her clients to be on my podcast. So that may be something you'll see in the future too, some connections that have been made. So I am so excited that you got to be on the show today. This was perfect. Yes, this was awesome. So Yay. awesome. Thank you for having me for sure. Of course, of course. And y'all, you know, we're going to go live on Instagram. I don't know when we'll, we'll promote it. There'll be a graphic, right? As there are many, we will have the graphic go out that'll tell you the date and time that Lily May and I will go live on IG. And we'll answer any questions you have. If you have PR questions, if you have marketing questions, if you want to know something specific about Lily May and, and her, her resume or her past or even her events that are coming up, 
swing through, then you can see us, right? Which is kind of fun. You can see us and you can ask, ask her anything you want. So we will go live at some point in April. And if you miss, if you're listening to this, I don't know, later on, then go and find the live. You'll see it. It'll be in my on my page somewhere in my like archive and see what people talked about. Like go be nosy and see what happened. And I just appreciate you all tapping in so much. So with that being said, we're going to close out. Willie Mae, thank you again so much for being here. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Have a good one. Cheers.